Welcome listeners to the Mommies on the Mend podcast. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be talking about how access to prenatal care is so important. You may be wondering, what even is prenatal care and why should I care? To give you some help, it is important to mention that prenatal care, as defined by the National Institute of Health, involves a pregnant person visiting their healthcare provider that typically includes having physical exams, weight checks, providing urine and blood samples, and imaging tests like ultrasounds. These sort of tests and check-ins are imperative for the mother and baby in order to make sure that they are both healthy and vitally stable. Without access to this information for the mother about the health and well-being of her baby with ultrasounds and other screenings, they could be at greater risk for further developing health problems. Among women who experience these deaths the most, women of color are the most affected by these risks. When mentioning further developing health problems, hemorrhaging, cardiac and coronary conditions, blood clots, and high blood pressure are among the leading causes of pregnancy-related deaths as reported by the CDC. And it would come as a surprise to you that these health conditions are preventable. According to the CDC, four out of five of these deaths are preventable by access to prenatal care tests that were previously mentioned. You will learn today that these deaths are on the rise at an exponential rate at currently 32.9 maternal deaths per every 100,000 live births annually. Unlike this trend, women who receive early and adequate access to prenatal care are declining from 76.4% to 75.6% from 2018 to 2021 as reported by Healthy People 2023. Not only is it important to understand how lack of access to prenatal care affects the death rates of these mothers, it is also important to know that these mothers can become more informed about what they need to ask their healthcare providers to ensure that they are getting adequate care. Due to this need, organizations such as Planned Parenthood and Bold Futures have been created to allow for information to be more readily available for persons of all socioeconomic statuses these enabling safer and more informed pregnancies. Now, let's take a closer look at the history behind America's maternal health and prenatal health crisis. In 1912, a staggering level of infant mortality rates were recorded, enacting a national public health campaign for the issue. The U.S. Children's Bureau was created to address such disparities as statistics indicated that the large number of women dying in childbirth was due to malnutrition and sometimes neglect. Thus, maternal maternal mortality rate became a public health issue in attempts to decrease infant mortality. With the introduction of safer delivery practices under aseptic conditions and proper provisions of maternal care, the U.S. saw a decrease of maternal mortality after 1930. Medical advancements such as the use of penicillin and the improved management of hypertensive conditions were just one of the few essential factors that helped to decrease instances of maternal mortality. Along with this, Legislations such as the Title IV of the Social Security Act and initiatives such as the Emergency Maternity and Infant Care Program further worked to improve the health of maternal mothers and their infants in the 1930s. 
Fast forwarding to the 1960s, an apparent statistical disparity arose in the maternal mortality rate between non-white women and white women. In fact, the maternal mortality rate for non-white women was four times that of white women. Specifically, white women were twice as likely to receive prenatal care during the important first two months of pregnancy than African-American women. The decision of Roe v. Wade in 1973 proved to be an impactful step in maternal health care. Maternal mortality amongst women of color declined by 30% as a result of the ruling. Overall, the United States was experiencing public health success in the area of maternal mortality. However, in the late 2000s, there was a sudden spike in these mortality rates. Maternity care deserts were a commonality throughout the U.S. Furthermore, maternal death rates were 62% higher in 2020 in abortion restriction states than in abortion access states. After the overturning of Roe v. Wade, mothers who lived in the states that banned abortion were up to three times more likely to die during pregnancy, childbirth, or shortly thereafter, according to a new report from the Gender Equality Police Institute. Such statistical significance of maternal mortality rate and legislative reasoning implies that reform efforts and organizations are needed to protect mothers and their children. Now, in the present day, the U.S. lags far behind other nations of similar economic development when it comes to having low mortality rates. According to the Commonwealth Fund, maternal mortality rates in the U.S. are two to four and a half more times higher than in Europe and Oceania. The Commonwealth Fund concludes that this disparity is due to a lack of prenatal care, postnatal care, and midwives. Furthermore, this disparity is even more prominent in African-American communities as they experience double the national average of maternal mortality. Even worse, Native Indigenous communities experience around 3.5 times the national average of maternal mortality. This disproportionality between race and ethnicity with regards to maternal care is yet another example of systemic racism that exists in the U.S. While there is no clear-cut answer for that in the scope of prenatal care, it is paramount that prenatal care be made accessible to all pregnant persons. Various fears surrounding pregnancy and prenatal care create barriers for women. The Institute of Medicine explains that fear of medical procedures and the stigma revolving around unplanned pregnancy are large personal barriers for seeking prenatal care, particularly amongst adolescents. More so, cultural differences between patient and care provider, such as language barriers or religious beliefs, create more hurdles for pregnant women attempting to receive prenatal care. A potential solution regarding prenatal care services is standardizing the manner by which care providers interact with patients, making sure to be encouraging and non-judgmental to the patient's situation. Additionally, a change in how society views unplanned and adolescent pregnancies required to eliminate the stigma around being in those situations. This will greatly help expecting mothers to feel less shame and to have a healthy pregnancy. The Institute of Medicine highlights that having a baby costs the average pregnant American woman about a quarter of their annual income. The insured are more likely to obtain adequate and accessible prenatal care, whereas those using the Medicaid program and the uninsured are significantly less likely to receive adequate and accessible prenatal care.
With regards to Medicaid, the Institute of Medicine compiled studies indicating Medicaid's success in the late 20th century with reducing mortality with reducing maternal mortality, but denotes a plateau in progress starting in the 1980s. This plateau did not occur in similar state-run programs, such as California's Medi-Cal, where a percentage of births were reimbursed. In order to improve access to individuals experiencing poverty and low-income lifestyles, it is imperative to either establish a more comprehensive prenatal care branch of Medicaid or encourage and petition for states to employ their own programs focused on improving prenatal care access in low-income communities. Another glaring issue when it comes to prenatal care accessibility and the existence of care deserts, WebMD reports that 10% of U.S. counties lack hospitals with obstetric services. In other words, 324 counties do not have access to prenatal care. These care deserts are concentrated in the rural parts of the South and Midwest. What you are about to listen to now gives a little more insight to the hardships of being a pregnant woman in these rural care deserts. From the Wall Street Journal, here is Bringing Prenatal Care to Rural Maternity Deserts. No OB care out here. Um, and for these ladies to get care, they would have to drive over an hour um, if I were not out here. And some of them just don't have the transportation to do that, the money to do that. Maternity care is disappearing in much of rural America. This small hospital in Louisville, Georgia, is one of the few facilities within a 60-mile radius where women can receive prenatal care. But that's only if they can get to their appointments with midwife Linda Randolph, who comes just twice a week. You know, sometimes we can have 12 scheduled and only have six show up, and other days we can have 12 scheduled and have 15 show up. Sometimes it can be frustrating. It's important to get prenatal care because there are so many things that can go wrong, and the only way for us to know that there's a problem is to have routine care. The rate at which rural women die of pregnancy-related complications is 64% higher than in large cities. In Louisville, Linda Randolph can do basic prenatal checkups, but women must travel an hour to Augusta for anything that requires specialized equipment, such as diagnostic imaging, and to deliver. Transportation is our biggest issue, and it's kind of a 50-50. Some have cars, some most don't. Um, a lot of them carpool. I have several that walk. Some of them take Medicaid transportation. Furthermore, Watch for Dimes reports that care deserts are increasing in the U.S. with 2% more counties not qualifying since 2020. Pregnant women who have limited access to transportation or have to travel large distances to receive care become much less inclined to do so. Ultimately, state or federal mandates need to be put in place to ensure that obstetric services and prenatal care is accessible in all parts of the country. In areas lacking sufficient public transportation, a form of rideshare program could be established to help pregnant women lacking personal transportation reach their appointments. Women every day suffer from the worries and stressors of pregnancy, including their access to care or how they will care for themselves financially. At the very least, they shouldn't have to worry about whether the life inside of them is deserving of preventative care to ensure the healthiest baby possible. 
These mothers, no matter the socioeconomic status or race, should not have to choose between the health of their child and how they are going to get to their appointments. The barriers to accessible health care have to be broken down, and with this information given, hopefully eyes can be opened and changes can be made to maternal care in America. Thank you for listening to Mommies on the Mend. See you next time.